Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Money with me, Mary Holm. Thanks for taking just a few minutes to listen in while Jesse Mulligan and I talk through some useful ideas about how to make your money work better for you. Just remember though, this is guidance. Final decisions are up to you. Over to Jesse. Tell you who's live and present. Mary Holm, hello. Hello, Jesse. Feeling refreshed after your holiday? Oh, jet lagged at the moment, actually, the opposite. Don't worry about but, us doing without you, Mary. You just swan off oh, if you like. All right, yeah. I'm, if I fall asleep in the middle of the. No, I won't do that. I, I must say that driving in here, though, when you played something on, on with McCartney and, and Eric Clapton, I turned the radio up full bore, yeah. and, and that woke me up a bit. That was that was cool. Pretty faithful solo from Eric Clapton, pretty faithful to the original. Yeah, it was great. Yes. Well, listen, everyone, if you mind your finances, put your money where it should go and make the right decisions, you too will be able to afford expensive and illustrious holidays like Mary <laughs> in the middle of the year. <laughs> Something leaving your like obligations it. to New Zealand's radio audience behind you. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Ethical investing today. Yes, yeah. The, um, there's a, an organisation called Responsible Investment Os- Association of Australasia, RIAA, and they've got a conference going this week, I think, and oh. they've um, issued the results of a survey, called my Brunton survey, that I thought was really quite interesting mm. in a lot of ways. Um I should say up front too that the other organisation that sponsored the survey is, is some, something new called Mindful Money, which I'd never heard of. Mm. It's been set up by Barry Coates, who was a Green Party MP, List MP, in, in 2016 and 17. And he apparently has been involved in ethical investing in the UK in the past. And so he's setting up a website that looks as though it could be quite interesting that wants to increase what they what they're calling responsible investing. I've always called it ethical investing, but it um, whatever term there are all sorts of different terms that apply to it. But it's the basic idea is that people invest only in the shares and bonds issued by companies that that they approve of. It is what you would broadly say, um, and what. This Mindful Money website is planning to do, although it's not doing it yet, is give people more information about which investments, which New Zealand investments, I think, are um, investing ethically, investing responsibly. Um, It says they're planning to enable members of the public to find a fund that fits their values. So um, that's all good news, I think, because a lot of New Zealanders express an interest in investing ethically or responsibly, if you will. Um, And in fact, in the survey, they found that 71% said they expected that all KiwiSaver and investment funds will be invested ethically. But the interesting thing is that while a lot of them are expressing an interest in this, not that many of them are doing it. Um, They also found 62% said they were ready to shift their funds, in other words, their investment money, if company practices are inconsistent with their values. So this people are saying, nearly two-thirds of people are saying, if I find that some of the companies I'm investing in aren't doing stuff I like, I'm ready to move my money. And and as we were saying, it, it includes KiwiSaver investments. So a lot of New Zealanders say think they're not investors, but in fact they are through their KiwiSaver and 
all the um, KiwiSaver funds, except the very conservative ones, have got investments in companies. The conservative ones, uh, well, they invest in bank products. Um, Mm -hmm. So you could say those are companies too. But beyond that, even the sort of middle to lower level risk funds have some investments in Mm. bonds that are issued by companies. And as you get up to the riskier ones, they also have investments in shares. That are, that are issued by companies. So I've just Googled um, that mindful money while you've been talking yes. about them. I see they are a registered charity, so presumably they're not in it for the money. That's right. And, when, when and I, they've got quite an impressive list of people involved. Yeah, the, um, the directors look pretty good quality, and they're saying that at the moment they're being funded by some donations. They say something about in the long run they're hoping that people will invest through them into funds, and therefore perhaps the funds will give some kind of money to mindful uh-huh. to this to this charity yeah. for sort of getting investments into them. I'm not totally clear how that's going to work, but people might want to sort of keep an eye on that website and see if there's some useful stuff coming out. Yeah, there's plenty to um, read at this point. Yeah, yeah, and it looks, you know, it looks all good. Um, they they are pointing out they and the the association, the RIAA, are pointing out that in 2016 there were quite a few concerns in the media over KiwiSaver funds investing in tobacco and weapons like landmines and cluster bombs and nuclear weapons. Um, before then, it's, it, since KiwiSaver started, the the KiwiSaver legislation in 2007 said that KiwiSaver providers had to tell people whether or not they were using kind of ethical issues in their investing. But people didn't take much notice of it. I, I wrote about it a bit, and I talked to a few providers, and quite a few of them had set up one specific ethical fund which avoided tobacco, um, alcohol, gambling, that sort of thing. Um, and hardly anyone was in them. You know, the numbers were very small. And even now in this survey... Um, people are expressing a strong interest but not so much taking action on it as yet. Mm. One of the things I thought was really interesting in the survey was when they looked at the particular issues that New Zealanders most cared about, number one, can you think what it might be? Can you think of... um, Ethical issue they most care about. Mm. It's a bit hard to push you on it like this. I suppose something to do with... Children? Well, you're close. It's actually animal cruelty Uh was the top one. And the second one was human rights abuses, which would, of course, include children. Um, And then labour rights violations. So, um, you know, because some of the ethical issues that are looking at companies that exploit labour, for example, um, getting stuff made in in third world countries for very, very cheap Labor, um, but the thing that really surprised me was that those were animal cruelty, human rights, and labor rights were big, and then came tobacco, gambling, palm oil, military weapons, firearms, and finally fossil fuels. And so environmental issues were were way down there, mm. which I thought they'd be high in New Zealand. Yes. But, um, so I don't know whether that's. I'm not quite sure what that reflects, actually, but it, it's interesting to see that. Maybe there. just that we see some of those things as um, unnecessary evils and maybe things like, you know, 
service stations and yes. energy companies are such a part of life at the moment that yeah. they're going to be here anyway, aren't they? Yes, it, yes, and, I, and I, just saying fossil fuels in itself is, you know, that that there's a whole lot more environmental issues than that too yeah. that um, don't seem to be coming through in the survey. But anyway. Possibly because they weren't asked. I mean, I don't. Didn't it sounds see like it sounds like sort of arrange these categories in order of yes. importance, doesn't it? It might be that's that might be what's been going on. Because I'd I'd be very surprised if New Zealand is, if word comes out that a particular company is treating the environment badly. I think a lot of New Zealanders will be saying, mm. I don't want to invest in that company. But but. As I say, over the years, there's been a big gap between people expressing an interest in investing um, responsibly or ethically and actually doing so. And this survey found, I thought this was really interesting, they asked people on what basis they chose their KiwiSaver provider. And the biggest category by quite a long long stretch was 40% said it was their main bank, the, the bank they did their business with. And mm-hmm. you and I have talked about that before, about how a heck of a lot of people are investing in KiwiSaver through their – they're using their bank scheme, and it's not necessarily the best scheme at all. But um, And interestingly enough, 40% of the total population, for people under 30, it was just under, under half, just mm-hmm. pretty much half – Younger people are just going with their banks, KiwiSaver. Then the next... so, so if people are not even active enough in their investment choices that they're leaving their main bank or the default provider, how can we expect them to be actively, yes. proactively choosing yes. ethical funds? It's just not it's, going to happen, is it? Well, not yet. You know, I mean, the, with with this new Mindful Money website and, and so on, and the, the, there is definitely increasing interest in, in this. The, the second to most common reason people chose a provider was the de- default. They were put into a default fund, and the third most common was their employer had a list of suggested. So it shows very few people, despite yours and my conversations and, and, and many other efforts to get people to think a bit more about which KiwiSaver fund they're in, um, a lot of people aren't doing much about it yet. Oh, it's just lethargy. Um, we're, we're fighting yes. lethargy, Mary. I've got, um, yeah. I've filled out the form, or my wife and I have filled out the form to change her over from her current KiwiSaver provider to the one we'd like her to be in, and that form has been sitting in my backpack for eight months. Yeah, I think you've mentioned this before, Jesse. I, <laughs> I might have to hold that you accountable. still there, yeah. Yeah, next, okay. you know, maybe, maybe you can before ask me next Christmas, time you're I'll ask you, yes, okay. yes, have you done anything? Yeah. The, the, um, by the way, when they looked at um, how people had chosen their provider, 8% said it was on the basis of what they're calling sustainability. Although, interestingly, uh, it was 90% of people over 19% of people over 60. So a lot more of the older people are looking at these environmental sort of issues rather than the younger ones, which I thought was a bit surprising. But, uh, you know, possibly you could say retired people have got a bit more time or putting more energy mm. into it. But, but that was interesting. And just, by the way, if people listening now are thinking, well, how am I supposed to choose a KiwiSaver fund? The KiwiSaver Fund Finder, which I've mentioned many times before on the sorted website, is the one to go to. We won't go into that more now, but that's just um, broadly where I think people should mm-hmm. should be going. Um, but do they, the, they've got a question about ethical investments there? Do they? No, no they okay. don't, and that's 
that's been, for want of information about it really, what the Retirement Commission, which is now called the Commission for Financial Capability, and they run that website. And what they have been doing is asking providers, they regularly survey them, I think it's every quarter, and ask them about a whole lot of different features they offer and so on. And they have been saying to people, do you offer a, an ethical KiwiSaver fund? And and I've, if, if people want to know which KiwiSaver providers and which funds are answering yes to that, they can go to my website, which is maryholm.com, and and just do a search on ethical funds, and up comes, uh, I think it's it's an item I had in the Herald column late last year. It's got a list of which mm-hmm. KiwiSaver funds are ethical, but the, this survey found that the um, the main barriers people had to in, investing responsibly or ethically were one of them was lack of independent information, and so I suppose people are saying. Uh, it's all very well for a particular KiwiSaver provider to say, look, this fund of mine is ethical, but they want someone else, some outsider, stepping in and and judging that. Yeah, and there are different um, shades of ethical too, aren't there? Yeah, I mean, a lot of them... Quite quite well explained, I should say, on that website you just mentioned. Yeah, yeah, they they go into it quite a lot. I mean, I think a lot of the KiwiSaver funds that are specifically ethical funds just have just excluded companies that are doing alcohol, selling alcohol, tobacco, mm-hmm. armaments, um, gambling, that kind of stuff. And that's a really good start for, for people who care mm. about these issues. Um, so, and that sort of fudges moral and ethical a little bit, doesn't it? Yes, that's it sort does. Of the sins. Yeah. You're not finding any sins. That's but, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I are, mean, are you doing good for the world by you know investing in, say, environment, in, you know, energy companies or, or whatever? Yes. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, ethics are never easy, but it's no, that's right. And and a lot of companies might be producing something that's really seems to be ethically really good, some kind of organic product or mm. something, but some of the inputs are coming from a country overseas where the labour, you know, the people are being paid $2 a yeah. month. Or, um, so, I mean, it gets Side note, did you, did you once write about, do I remember reading you talking about a fund where you could only invest in sin yes. products? <laughs> yes. <laughs> in America, <laughs> they've had, um, I think they call what do they call it, the sin fund or something like that. And, and at one point it was doing really well. Yeah. Um, I think partly because people have been getting out of those shares and therefore the share prices were low and, and you know, so they made quite good investments. <laughs> so um and, and that brings me to a point that we need to make at some at some stage here and that is whether the returns on ethical and responsible invest investing are higher or lower than they are when you just look at all the shares across across the board, mm. um, and different research comes up with different findings. But the the general feeling seems to be now that you're not going to lose by going with an ethical investment. Some research suggests that you might even do better. Um, your returns might even be better. That's good, eh? um, but they might not. But but put it this way, that probably shouldn't feature in your decision-making, whether, you know, the returns might be better, they might be worse, they might be, they're probably going to be about the same. Yeah. So that's not really, but, yeah. Yeah, but also uh, you could say that if you're wanting to invest ethically, then the returns are not relevant to your decision-making. Well, (laughs) that's a bit of a challenge, though, isn't it? I mean, people in KiwiSaver are trying to save for their retirement and, and, um, 
Yeah, I think that might be being a bit. Hard. It's a, it's a stronger um, argument if you say, um, look, you're going to make as much money by investing ethically, so why wouldn't you? Mm. Then you should. Yes, sacrifice. Sacrifice of your returns. Yeah. So the, yeah, okay. Yes, that's that's a bit of a big ask ask mm. for people really. Um, but, um, I, I wonder if fees might be higher on ethical funds because they're having to do more research and weeding out and yes. active sort of avoiding of things. There probably is. A little bit of that going on, I think, um, because yes, the research. I mean, if you're going to be doing it really well, if you're a fund manager who's going to be doing it really well, you're going to have to be looking into mm. the labour inputs and and, and all visiting of that. factories in um, Bangladesh and yeah. things. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, and, and, and so it goes on. So um, the fees could be a bit higher. I haven't actually seen research that particularly shows that, but I think you'll probably find they are a little bit higher. Um, and by the way, an interesting, another interesting finding in the, in the survey was that the main barrier to people investing ethically was lack of independent information, but the second most common was not enough time. Mm. I haven't got enough time to do it. And I always think that's a very interesting... We all say it all the time in our daily life, haven't got enough time to do that, haven't got enough time to do this. I try to stop myself and say I haven't made the time to do it because really, you, you know, I mean... People have just got to set priorities, mm-hmm. and I would say a lot of people probably don't know how to go about doing research on which is what are the environmentally good funds, etc. And and hopefully this new website will help with that. But um, that a lot of a lot of the people, about three quarters of the people in the survey, said they were more likely to invest in a, a responsible or ethical fund if. It was certified by an independent body as being yeah um, being yep. that way, and this the the association, the Responsible Investment Association, RIAA, has got a certification program. And if, so, if you look at their website, so RIAA it is, um, they they are certifying some funds as being um, ethically okay. New Zealand and Australian funds. You can say you want to look at New Zealand funds only. You can say you want to look at KiwiSaver funds only. Um, you, and, and they've got a list of KiwiSaver funds that they've certified as being, being right. good guys. And that's pretty um, new, is it? Yes, I think I, I think they've been doing the certification for maybe a few years. But it's you know it's getting the the increasing awareness is making fund managers more interested in going and getting certified. Um, and, and and you can when you go on that website also you can say I'm only I'm particularly interested in energy or I'm particularly interested in clean water or I'm mm. particularly interested in social impact or there's a list of uh, particular issues that might matter to you so that's a website that's worth looking at too. Um, Looks like largely Australian based. There's one New Zealand representative and he is Matthew Mims of the Investment Store. I don't know if he means yes. anything to anyone, but uh, well, he probably does to Matthew, but yep. um, and his mum, Mrs. Yeah. Mum, Mum Mims, yeah. But they do they do cover New, Ze- New Zealand investments, um, including you know several KiwiSaver funds are, are listed on there. Um, if we've got time, we've we got a few more. Yeah, we go up to ten two these days. Have we? Oh, good, time, good, yeah. good. Because um, one of the interesting issues that came up in the survey was whether people wanted to avoid the so-called, what I'm calling the bad companies, or engage with them. And a lot of people said they wanted to avoid the Mm. bad companies or um, 
in some cases, some funds will say we, in a particular sector, we will only invest in the good co- the companies that do well in that particular industry. Um, trying to think of examples because probably all the tobacco companies are kind of baddies, but uh, on let's say energy, like yes, energy is a good example energy, actually. Yeah. Yes, where some companies that are producing energy are doing it better than others, mm. that and, and so some of the fund managers will say, well, look, we're just going to go, go with the good or the better. Um, examples in in each industry, but only fourteen percent of the people surveyed said they would go with a KiwiSaver fund. Let's say that engages with the bad companies, and that's one thing that's. I've been following ethical investing in America and, and that for decades. You know, it's not a new idea. Mm. It's sort of just catching on more in New Zealand. But what what some of the fund managers, particularly in America, have done is. Um, Invest in the bad companies and be quite a big investor in those companies. They might end up holding 10 or 15% of the shares mm. in the company. And then they go along to the shareholder meetings and they say, hey, wow. you guys, um, we don't like, until the other shareholders, did you, did, hey, everybody, did you realise? Like become activist investors. Yes. Did you realise this company is... Make investing? more of a difference than just boycotting them, that's don't right. you? That's right. That's right. I mean, it's it's... Uh, a pretty neat idea. It, it, it's, but it, 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 people can find that that quite tough to swallow that they're investing in a fund that's invested in, say, a lot of tobacco companies, but they're going along and saying, "Hey, you guys, you've got to quit advertising aimed at young people, or you've got to, you know, um, do do very make various moves to or, or stop exploiting labour in third world companies, countries, or very cool, or yeah. whatever." Um, but only fourteen percent of the people answering the survey. At, at this stage in New Zealand are saying they kind of go along with that. It's pretty complicated um, though, isn't it? It is, yeah. and I suspect... We don't all have um, the benefit of a Mary Holm to uh, explain <laughs> it to them yes. patiently. Yes, well, and uh, they probably phone surveys, I imagine, and, and yes, and probably a lot of people just, when they heard that they were going to be investing in mm. the bad companies, just said, no, no, don't want to do that, mm. and and that was that. So so that, that it's all interesting stuff that... Um, New Zealanders are starting to be more aware of, but as long as most of them are still just investing in the KiwiSaver fund that their bank provides, we're not going to get good stuff happening here. It's got to be. Maybe we um, should do a, a form filling out session next time, Mary, where we arrange it at two forty. There will just be ten minutes of silence on the radio where we all <laughs> fill out our KiwiSaver forms. We'll all do it together. Very good. We we could we could have. Um, um, George Harrison songs playing oh, yeah. softly in the background, just okay. to, just to keep people people mm. motivated. Um, uh, something like that. Yeah, look, it'd be really good if people took more of an interest in how they're investing, especially as their KiwiSaver investments grow. You know, when you've only got a few thousand dollars and they're probably not caring that much, but um, it is a way that people. And, you know, a lot of New Zealanders think that the whole investing thing and its companies, its corporate, its capitalism, they're not that keen on the whole idea. But here's a way that people who might not be particularly right-wing, let's say, um, can make something meaningful out of out of their investing. Yep. Yeah. One other point I just wanted to make is um, to watch out. If you're looking at investing in a socially responsible or ethical fund, just make sure you're not getting in the wrong risk level for you. 
a lot of the ethical funds, like a lot of the KiwiSaver funds that I've got listed on, on my website um, that are ethical are high-risk funds. They're investing mostly in shares. By definition. And, yeah, and there are some balanced ones, but they do tend to be either at least balanced, which is middle-level risk. They tend not to be the lower-risk funds. So if you are in a lower-risk fund and want to stay there because either you're planning to spend the money within the next 10 years or you just can't cope with volatile investing and you're an investment coward, shall we say. Um, if you're like that, then be just very careful that you don't switch into a more ethical fund mm-hmm. that is actually too risky for you because that, that's not a good idea. Great. Um, now, we were going to... A quick word through. on next time? Yeah. Yeah. yeah next session, um, I think we should get back into questions, people's questions about KiwiSaver because there's always those questions flooding in. But not, please, um, anything about KiwiSaver, but just particularly what people are worrying about with their KiwiSaver. Okay. What... Concerns um, about KiwiSaver. Mm, what they... You know, there might be worries about whether the government might change it in some ways. You know, you get people saying, well, I'm saving for a first home in KiwiSaver, but what happens if the government steps in and says you're not allowed to spend mm-hmm. the money on a first home? Um, issues like that, or they might maybe bar- be... You want to hear maybe barriers to joining KiwiSaver? Yes, definitely. People mm-hmm. who are saying, here's why I'm not in, because I've got certain worries, or... Yeah, so concentrating, we'll have other sessions on, you know, there's so many questions out there about KiwiSaver, we'll have other sessions but this time if we concentrate on what what's worrying people about KiwiSaver and if they send we've got two weeks before the next session so if they send emails into you, that's the best way to do it really and then yes. you can just forward them on to me. We we need to say we won't be able to answer all of them okay. um, we always get too many but yeah. um Okay, so um, concerns, worries, issues, myths, suspicions, yes. conspiracies about KiwiSaver. Yeah, Send yes. them in to me. I think I'll ask you to email rather than text because if you text in now, it's just a good chance yeah. they'll get lost in the machine. So if you email me, jesse at radionz.co.nz. Mary's in every two weeks. So two weeks from today, she will be back to answer some of those questions. Jesse yeah. at radionz.co.nz. And um, all of our chats with Mary Holm, our personal finance experts, are archived and added to the RNZ podcasts page. So if you've caught her for the first time today and you think, oh, I wouldn't mind a bit more of that sort of practical, sensible, clearly explained financial help, um, you can find plenty of it on the website rnz.co.nz. Just go to the podcast page or search for Mary Holm, H-O-L-M, uh, on our website. Nice to see you again. You Thanks. too, Jesse.